What goes into making an information security conference happen? Welcome to the Exploring Information Security Podcast, where you will learn, explore, and grow your security mindset. I am your host, Timothy D. Block, and in this episode, we will be exploring what goes into making an information security conference happen. And with me today to do that is Security Zone and B-Sides Nashville organizer, Ed Rojas, who works as a master consultant for HP Enterprise Security. And also with us is my boss, Adam Twitty, who I work with. Uh, and is actually interested in starting our own uh, security conference in Columbia, South Carolina. Um, and he'll be uh, in, the, in the interview with us. Ed, how are you doing this fine evening? Uh, very happy. Very happy. Columbia, it's uh, winning in the World Cup, so I'm very happy. <laughs> <laughs> who did uh, they eliminate today? Uh, I don't know. Well, they, they beat uh, Ivory Coast to do one. And uh, last week they beat Greece three nothing. So looking there, good. Is, uh, looking do you know good. who their next opponent is going to be? Uh, Japan. Okay. But, by the uh, by the time this this podcast comes out, uh, it's yeah. likely that match will already be over. It's, it's, so yeah, it's probably going to be colors. You know, it's like we're going to be talking about Colombia playing against uh, <laughs> Uruguay or Costa Rica in the second round. So that pretty good. Yeah. So I'm very yeah. happy. It's a good day today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Good, good. I want you in a happy mood for this podcast. <laughs> so, so let's, let's just kick it right off. What does putting together a security conference entail? Uh, lots of work. Lots and lots and lots of work. Lots of commitment. Um, you have to have a clear, clear vision uh, uh, as to what you want to accomplish. Um, you can uh, make it a... You can make it a um, you know small event, or you can make it a large event. Either either way is going to take a lot of time to to put together. So a clear vision and commitment. What kind of resources do you need to get started? I mean, do you need to set up a bank account? Do you need to have a portfolio of security professionals you can call and lean on to help you out? I mean, what what's needed there? Good credit. Yeah, that's a good credit. Yeah, no. Um, well, one of the things that we, you know, one of the, one of the things that we said when we started B-Sides Nashville is that uh, we we were going to give our time, but we were not going to put financial. Uh, so obviously, to put together one of these events takes a lot of money. Uh, the most expensive uh, item on the list is uh, location, right? Um, because a lot of these places will charge you a lot of money. So one of the things that I try to do is find a partner that has uh, the space uh, that can give us the space in exchange for saying, you know, that they're a partner. So with besides Nashville, that became Lipscomb University. It also helped that uh, the university has their own uh, information masters or information security program so they are very interested in helping with information security and uh, when i presented them the idea as to what was my vision for besides nashville uh and you know in which direction i wanted to the, the event to go that it wasn't going to be a hacker conven convention but it was going to be an information security 
conference, uh, then they, they like that idea. So again, it, you need to have a, a clear understanding as to a vision as to what it is that you want to do. Um, so, so number one is find a partner that can offload the uh, the, the largest expense. After that, um, you have to have a website, uh, and it has to be professional looking. Um, you uh, with your own domain and everything. So obviously, at that point, that uh, I had to pay for the website uh, and, and and setting it up and everything at the beginning. But I knew. I already knew that I was going to have a sponsor, and uh, and I knew I was going to have them get that money back, so that helped. Um, so, so how do I, you how do you go about getting sponsors? Well, again, I was lucky um, through my network uh, here when I first started. You know, going for interviews, <laughs> uh, I met some of the local uh, uh, company here, LBMC. And um, and I had a good chat and a good relationship with one of the owners. So when I told him what I was planning on doing, and, and again explained to him what I was what I was planning on doing, and and that Lipscomb University was my partner, uh, they said count count on us. Uh, so I was I think that I was very lucky in, in that regard, trying to get that uh, that that first sponsor. Um, if you don't have the sponsors yet, um, then you have to to do the budget for for you know the website for uh, actually that'll be the biggest expense at that point will be the website um you do have to work very hard first on finding that partner that will give you the location uh at no cost that's or, or fine or like the guys at Asheville did they found a location that was not too expensive so one day conference so, so you mentioned uh, not having a "quote unquote" hacker convention. Mm -hmm. Was that a, a big limitation? I mean, were there lots of people that were like, oh, "No, no, I don't want a bunch of hackers in my backyard." Well, it, right. So, hackers has a bad connotation to begin with, right? The word right. is bad, and uh, so I try to let people know that what we're trying to do is bringing professionals to teach other professionals. Um, and, and that was the number one thing I, I told him, I said, you know, we're not going to have people here show us how to, you know, crack, uh, you know, your Facebook password or your Google mail account or anything like that. We're bringing professionals that are going to come and talk about specific, um, uh, specific, um, topics, you know, that are, that are, that, that other people would like, for example, you know, one of my ideas was always to have something to do with, uh, so for development life cycle, um, so, and, and we had uh, Ralph uh, Loss came here and spoke about, you know, uh, proper uh, setup of a program development, uh, software development uh, program. Uh, so, so again, part part of part of the vision that I had at the beginning was, you know, the two or three tracks that we had at B size Nashville. And, you know, one track was going to be introduction, another one was going to be uh, middle of the road, and another one was going to be very advanced. And so once you have that idea as to what your, your event is going to look like and the type of presentations that you're going to be hosting in each track, you can go ahead and tell the client, you know, this is, or, or, or the, uh, you know, the, car, the partner or, or your sponsor, this is what I'm trying to do. This is what we're trying to do. We're trying to do, 
you know, bring this type of people here, bring this type of people and throw in some names. You know, you, you have to know that uh, you're going to have some people that are going to be presenting. So one of the things that I did is I was able to get the uh, HP's um, uh, uh, CISO or CISO, how, however you want to pronounce it, uh, Brett Whalen. I was able to get a commitment from him to agree to be our keynote presenter. So I was armed with Lipscomb University and I was armed with you know HP's uh, CISO as the keynote. And that right there gave the event uh, a big, um, you know, let's say it, it made it look way professional. It, made, it didn't make it mm-hmm. look like it, it was a hacker convention. So yeah, it gave me right, like a headline con- or a headline to have up there. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, like everything else, you need to have a hook, right? So if, if you go to somebody and you say, well, you know, this is my idea. And can you give me some money? Uh, <laughs> at the time, they're going to say they're going to say no. Uh, so you have to have something that you can that you can trade. So I had, you know, I had the okay from the B size organizers to do that. And what I did again is I was able to sell that to a Lipscomb University. Once I have that, then you know, and I was working. I'm working for HP, so I was able through my contacts within HP get a hold of bread. Now bread ended up not making it and that was unfortunate uh internal stuff here with uh, with with presidents and vice presidents within hp um but still um you know while he was uh in there uh it i was able to use his name and his position and the name of the company to be able to position the, the event as a very serious event you know this is not a hacker convention again this is an information security professional convention so, and that's so it, the way that i sold it so it kind of sounds like it snowballs a little bit there once you start getting the pieces in place it, it did, did it get a little bit easier to get sponsors to to sign up for the event no <laughs> <laughs> okay. no uh getting sponsors takes out takes a while and you know it it's it, some of them are going to say yes uh some of them are going to say no so one of the things that i learned when i was doing the security zone events is uh, don't be afraid to ask. The worst that you can get is a no, right? I mean, that's the worst thing that can happen is no. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, thanks for your time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, y- you have to package the event. So, from my experience with Security Zone, I, I knew what I had to do here with B-Sites. And I had to present a professional looking event a lot of the b-sides uh unfortunately you go you know they don't have a website it's the uh, wiki page right mm-hmm. and you know it's, it's at that point it's very difficult to get uh, money from sponsors if you say well you know all i have is a wiki page at that point they're like well you're saying you're, you're going to set up a professional event for information security professionals but it actually doesn't look like that so the, the number one thing is package, you know, pack, package the, the event. So I, I did the uh, the web page. I did the domain with the, you know, your own email address for the domains. And uh, I did the uh, website my, myself, um, basically just look for templates that I liked. And I saw one that I like and I went ahead and started working on it. Um, a lot of us know how to work with HTML. A lot of us know how to create websites 
uh, team, you're an, you know, you're a photographer, you're an artist, so you can set up a very nice looking web page. Uh, once you have that, um, then again, it's finding a partner, a partner that gives you a, you know, the big, uh, the big name uh, that, that tells people, you know, th these guys are serious. And once you have that, you just have to keep going at it. You have to create, uh, you know, a template letter that you can modify uh, for each specific sponsor. And like I say, just keep asking and don't be afraid to, to say no. Uh, I mean, to receive a no, just keep, keep sending, keep contacting. Uh, some people I know that they sit up and they start making phone calls. I personally don't like making phone calls. I, I send emails and, and, and then I just follow up with emails. And uh, when they respond, then I give them a call. Right. Um, so, so you didn't really feel that uh, sending out emails like that limited the number of people that responded to you? Uh, yes, yes and no. Uh, but again, it depends. You know, you, you, you can um, the way that I did it is I, I you know, being that I work for HP, I send emails to a lot of uh, the HP partners. Right. And I also send emails to those companies that, that were sponsoring other B-sides. And, uh, and we'll see, you know, especially if they were local, you know, so uh, here in Tennessee, you know, I had LBMC, which again, I was lucky that they had said from the beginning, we're gonna be with you, so that was pretty good. Um, ISSA, for example, I sent them an email about a month and a half before the event was gonna take place. And it just happened that that they, that they got the email at the right time, <laughs> at the right place, and and they came in with with a good uh, with a good sponsorship money. I did the same thing for another large organization that that starts with an I and ends with a square at the end, and uh, they said no. But it doesn't mean that they're not going to be here next year, all right? Uh, uh, so everyone that said no this time, you 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 have all those contacts anyway. So next year, or or you know after the World Cup, <laughs> when I have time to set up the uh, web page again, I'm going I'm going to begin the whole process again of letting people know that Besides Nashville is coming in 2015, and that we're looking for sponsors. Now the good thing is that now I can tell them there's there's history. Uh, last year, I didn't tell them there was history. And uh, so it, it was more difficult. Um, but again, a lot of the stuff that, that we plan on, on providing uh, during the event uh, were things that we said, well, if we don't have the money, we just won't give it. You know, we just won't give anyone anything. So, for example, uh, we we budgeted uh, shirts, we budgeted uh, lunch, we budgeted the after party, right? Uh, all that came to, I think it, the budget was about eleven thousand dollars, something like that, mm. and um, and and we budgeted the, the programs, right? The, and, and if you remember the programs, they were they were very nice programs. I mean, they mm -hmm. weren't like piece of paper. Again, it looked professional. The package right. was there. And uh, so some things we put priorities, and I told them, I told the group, I said, priority is the programs. Whatever money we get, we have to make sure the programs are 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 printed because that's what's going to give us, uh, give us the the you know the, the sponsorship for next year. Um, 
Yeah, and I got so, I got to say those shirt. I love wearing that shirt around the house. And I, and yeah. I love I love the fact that you didn't uh put a bunch of sponsors on it. It's just the B-sides Nashville on the back. And yeah, and, it's a very and, comfortable it's a very clean comfortable shirt and and, and you, like you were saying the programs are very professional. You had nice banners outside of each room. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. I haven't seen that at all the security B-sides conferences I've gone to. Um, <laughs> okay. It was it was very and you even had an app which yeah. <laughs> which was amazing. I, I loved Good. that thing. I don't, I don't know if that cost you anything, but no, no, no. That that uh, that app was free, and it was funny. Uh, one day I got an email from the president of that company. Uh, it's a new company, and the guy sent me an email and said, "Hey, Ed, you know, we we have this app." And I didn't pay attention to it because at that point I was extremely busy. And then uh, and then once I got uh, some downtime, on a, I remember it was a Sunday. And I say, well, let me let, take a look at this. So I looked at it, and, I, and I, I was thinking, this is pretty cool. So I started playing with the app, and I realized, I said, wow, this is going to be fantastic because it will allow me to, you know, send information really, really quick uh, to anyone that has the app. And again, it, it's a differentiator with all the other, not only B-sites, but all the other uh, events that people go to. Right. Um, so again, so going back to the question about the about the uh, the, the sponsors and the money, um, it's a f- if it's a free event or even if you charge ten dollars or whatever, um, you have to 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 budget what's important, right? And you have to and and the funny thing is that you have to plan for the future. You have to be planning for the second version because you already know the first one is happening. <laughs> Either you get money mm-hmm. or you don't get money. You know it's going to take place because you already said you were going to do it. So now your planning is for this for the 2015 for the next event and so at the beginning obviously we didn't have any money we we did the budget and we said priority is this one um if i have to put the money out of my own pocket i will put the money out of my own pocket and i'll recover it again in a couple of years that 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 was my thinking right um and so so the t-shirts were optional lunch was optional (laughs) believe it or not the after party was optional Mm-hmm. And and what I kept telling people was, well, it's a free event, and so, you know, if it's free, anything that 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 we don't give is we just couldn't afford it. But fortunately, we started getting sponsors, and then we were able to do you know the next thing on the list, which was the shirts. And the shirts, you know, Lauren fought about the shirts, and I said, fine, I get the programs, you get the shirts, <laughs> and uh, and so we did. Uh, yes, and the shirts are very comfortable. I'm wearing my own B-Sides organizer shirt right now. Right. Um, and, and yeah, and as soon as we started getting more sponsors, we, we already knew what those monies were going to be uh, spent on. But the whole idea was, was for the event to look good and also the content. And the content is extremely, extremely important. You have to have very good, presenters with very good topics yeah so and how did you how did you get the speakers that you did because you kind of had some pretty you had like you said jack daniel doing the keynote you had rafael los you had hacker huntress you had jason e street some some people that i know are, are pretty well known within the emphasis emphasis yeah community. yeah a lot of the stuff was because the people that were organizing uh were good friends of them um and uh and they submitted their cfps uh, they submitted the paper. So Jason uh, submitted. Um, he knew who I was from Security Zone days. He knows Lauren from 
you know, all the other events and everything, uh, and Jeff and all the other, and Paul Cogan and all the other guys. Um, so Jason submitted, uh, uh, Eve submitted, uh, Rafael, I, t I asked Rafael if he could, uh, come over and he, the same presentation that he did at RSA, that's the one that he came and did over here. Uh, Jack Daniel, uh, as soon as Brett, you know, HPC, so called me and said he couldn't make it and it was very apologetic. I sent Jack an email and I said, Jack, you know, can you be the, would you be interested in being the, uh, keynote and and he replied extremely quick saying yes i will <laughs> so that was pretty good um so again uh and the rest were you know uh people that we knew through twitterverse and people that we knew through conferences that some of the other uh people that were helping me organize the event knew and uh, so we you know we were like submit please submit you know we, we promise that we will uh we will uh, if it's a good, if it's a good, uh, uh, paper, we will, uh, select you to come and present. And so we were lucky. We were lucky that we had, um, that we had good people. And also the location was pretty good. Nashville, Nashville mm. is pretty good. It's a very pretty place. So, um, so that, that also plays, plays well into, you know, who comes and who doesn't come. Right. <laughs> did, did you have a lot of problems with, um, like, yeah, I'd love to have you come speak, and I'll do that if I get the right sponsors with the right amount of money. Or did you have a problem with uh, too many speakers sending their papers and wanting to speak and not enough time slots to fit them all in? No. Uh, so there's two things, right? So for the B-Size for the B-Size Nashville, specifically B-Size Nashville, uh, we didn't pay anybody. Right, all the presenters uh, submitted, and they knew that they will have to cover their their own expense. Uh, you know, airfare, hotel, and meals. So uh, that that personally, that was something that bothered me a little bit because when I was doing security zone, I covered everybody's expense, right? Uh, but again, that was a private event. Uh, this is a nonprofit event, so whatever money we we received went back into the event so nobody made any money here we didn't lose any money which was fantastic um so everyone that came in came in on their own expense we had uh 22 submissions uh which i thought it was it was fantastic for a first event and we select selected how, how many 16 i think or 15 um and um and then uh, a, a few of them canceled um, because they they were other they had uh, other commitments that came out of nowhere, um, and so then we had the uh, people that had submitted that you know had come like let's say in second place, and we asked them to step in and and they did so, so no we didn't have a problem uh, selecting people, and and did. Did the number of submissions you get dictate how many slots you had for speakers, or was it vice versa? No. So, I, like I said, I already had everything planned. I already knew how many tracks we were going to have, and I already know, and because of the number of of hours that we had in the day, <laughs> I already knew how many uh, total tracks we were going to have. So, and we put that up on the website. We say, you know, here's your schedule. And at the beginning, we only had two tracks. And so we had three, six, 
uh, eight, I think we had only 10, 10 speakers. That's it, plus the keynote. Uh, but then when we put on the, uh, when we made the tickets available, uh, they sold out within a week. And uh, so we uh, ended up adding a third track and uh, we added another five more, more speaking slots. So I already knew how many presenters I needed. And that's something that is extremely important is you have to know exactly what you're looking for and you have to know exactly what type of talks you want to receive. You have to give those submitting an idea as to what they are submitting. Okay. Well, and one final question here. What uh, what were some of the mistakes that you made that you felt like you learned <laughs> from? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, number one um, was during the event itself. We um, we didn't, for some reason, we, we all forgot. Uh, we didn't put any, the, we didn't put a label or a number on the rooms themselves. Uh, so people didn't know which room was which one, right? I mean, we had we had them in tracks and everything, but we never put the number on the room itself. Uh, the second one, um, the, you know, there's nothing we could do there. Uh, the the space was perfect uh, for what we had, uh, but um, if we could have a, a a place that was, you know, more open space in the middle where we can put our sponsors, mm-hmm. um, that would have been fantastic. Uh, but the number one, the number one mistake was definitely not putting. Uh, those uh, the, the signs on, on each room. And the other one uh, was, believe it or not, was not using technology properly. <laughs> what? We went through everything, you know, with the event bride and every, every, everybody checked in. And then we ended up doing manual check-in. And right now I'm still kicking myself with that because it was a pain to <laughs> correlate, yeah, yeah, to correlate you know, manually who checked in uh, with everyone that had registered to create the uh, the certificate of attendance. It took me about three to four days to do all that process, and I was killing myself. I'm like, wow. next year, next year we're gonna have at least the cell phones. Yes, you come in. Yes, checked in. You're in, and right. uh, and so use technology for your advantage. So, uh, so basically, um, start with one mechanism to check people in and stick with yes. it. <laughs> yes, basically, basically. Uh, no, seriously, that that we are going to fix that next year. Um, and one of the things that we wanted to do, um, one of the things that I wanted to do, the um, the uh, uh, four hundred one track or the one hundred one track, I was envisioned that being an introduction to information security because a lot of the time you go to all these conferences. Everyone assumes that you're a professional and you know mm-hmm. what you're talking about. And so now you're focusing your event to a specific group of people. And so what I wanted to do was open it to a lot of different people. And, and, and my idea for the 101 track was, you know, what is a firewall? A session on what's an IPS, what's IDS, uh, what's defense in depth. You know, your basic stuff that we all already know, mm-hmm. but a lot of people don't. And uh, but what we ended up having instead of that one on one track was a professional growth, which was fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love I love that one on one track the way that it turned out. But next year I am going to stick with the one on one track. Uh, as so far as just 
yeah, just kind of it's it's kind of interesting that you kind of overthink some of the easier stuff that you do in your yeah. day to day, and that's something that that I wanted. Like, um, I, I and I went to the one on one track. Uh, that's primarily what I stuck to because even though I've been in information security for two years, I still feel like I need to learn and and yeah, kind of get those basics in there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So so I told this to one of the sponsors. I'm like, you know, I, I'm definitely going to do that next year, and he said. If you do that, I will be bringing all my salespeople, <laughs> and a lot of companies will bring their salespeople. And I was thinking, wow, that's a market. That, that not, I'm calling them a market, but that's a section of people that uh, these infosec uh, events do not attract, and that's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So imagine if we start having uh, infosec events that salespeople attend uh, to learn exactly what it is that they're selling and how they should be selling it and you know mm-hmm. <laughs> yep and and I wonder more than a little bit if those sales if they're sending their entire sales force or some of their sales force if they're not willing to sponsor the event I mean ah uh, there you go you See got all I'm those saying? people in the room so <laughs> exactly. so all, all a little the, check to go with it exactly so all of a sudden you you have a a a you know a bigger audience that you can cater to and and this audience can actually be interested in having their company sponsor that event, right? Well, and I think and, I think that's okay. that's one of the things about information security conferences. A lot of times, they feel like they're for information security professionals, but mm-hmm. they need information security needs to be spreading out into different areas. And, and so, like, like you said, yeah. salespeople, even even if it's just salespeople, just understanding basic concepts, uh, just just makes the world a little bit more secure. And it's nice Definitely. to have a room where you don't feel like you need to be a lead hacksaw to understand <laughs> what's being said. Well, one of the things that I want to do next next year for for uh, for besides uh, 2015 with Lipscomb is you know since Lipscomb have their master information security, what I'm what we're going to be working with them is is setting up so that those who are graduating students they will have to present in the 101 class. Ooh. And what that will do is it will allow allow this this new masters uh, to start getting out there and, and 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 developing that aspect of professional speaking and public speaking and stuff like that. And at the same time it brings this new uh, section of, of 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 the people, right? The uh, the people that want to know about infosec but they don't want to go to these events because it's they think is too advanced. So, you know, they have introductory classes. Now we can have all the Unix people, the Linux people, the, the you know, the networking people come in and, and sit down and, and not be, you know, feel bad. All right. Well, and I think that's a fantastic point to end on. So uh, hopefully you learned something. If you didn't, drop me a line on Twitter at Timothy D Block or email me at Tim and let me know what you didn't learn. And we'll try to cover that in a future podcast. Ed, I appreciate your time. Did you uh, have anything you want to plug? Uh, we have besides Nashville 2015 next year, the Saturday after Mother's Day, and that we're going to have it every single time. Um, and, and and here's an announcement. I will uh, announce it now, and 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 I will wait until this comes live. Uh, we already have our keynote presenter for next year, and her name is Wendy Nather from 451 uh, Research Group. And she's uh, extremely, extremely, extremely well-known and very, very well-respected uh, person in information security. So Wendy Nather will be our keynote presenter. And uh, this is the first time that anyone is, is, is 
you know, hearing this. So I will wait for this podcast to be live and then I will start <laughs> announcing it in Twitter so that you guys have a, uh, you know, uh, first ones to, to announce it to the world. Right. Great. That, that's awesome. fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Uh, that's going to be it. Have a good one. Thanks. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah.